You are listening to the Better Together podcast, brought to you by the National Association of Free Will Baptists. Welcome to the Better Together podcast, where we look for ways we can work together to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today, I have with us Todd Brown. He's the leader of Brown Church Development Group, a group that helps churches with their building needs and their planning needs. And so, Mr. Brown, it's so good to have you with us today on the Better Together podcast. Oh, my pleasure. I'd love to, uh, to help churches, and this is a great opportunity. Well, I got to start out. I noticed there's a Nebraska football helmet behind you. How did you end up into this particular field that you're in right now? That's kind of crazy. I, I was born and raised in uh, Nebraska. And, you know, when I was when I was a little scoot, uh, Nebraska football was king. I mean, it yes. was, it, it, you know, it was uh, a machine cranking out national championships and all that. And so I grew up um, just wanting to play football in Nebraska. In fact, I went overboard with it. I I actually became uh, obsessed with football and football became the God of my life. And I was very fortunate to be involved in the fellowship. Christian athletes had a a friend invite me to a meeting and I got saved, Mm. which drastically changed the course of, uh, of my life, as we all know. Um, and it was just, uh, it, it was in that, uh, growing up in a, in a small town, my dad had a construction company. I, I loved football and I love construction. And so I just found myself attracted to both of those and God was gracious to me and, and gave me the desire of my heart. And I went on to play football and ran track at the university of Nebraska and spoke on behalf of our Lord. Uh, all over, uh, you know, the the nation. Uh, every every opportunity I I had, I, I I took up. Nebraska actually went to Orange Bowls then. Yeah, and, uh, it was it was uh, it was kind of kind of fun, you know, doing the whole Orange Bowl thing and and talking to churches and, you know, when I finished up school, I, I played a little football afterwards, um, and then uh, when I finished up school, I told my dad, I, I want to do, I want to help churches some way. How, how do we, how do we do that? And so um, I'd made a lot of connections and started talking and we, we just started moving our construction company towards, towards the church market locally Had a, a couple of denominational leaders that uh, took me under their wing. They were Nebraska fans. And so we, we, we got relationships and, and I just helped uh, churches across the country, and and then we started an architectural firm, and then we started a consulting division. And uh, God has just uh, been so so gracious to me, and, and allowing me to do the things that I love, you know, with athletics and and uh, and with you know with construction. It's just been a blast. So God used really you did the football, you but you also got into the family business, and we should say. Your son follows suit, Isaac. He was also a football player at Liberty University, and now he's working with you as well. And you all are, you kind of do something unique and not just building buildings, but helping churches think about how they can use space, how they can use buildings really to advance the gospel, it it sounds Mm -hmm. like. Um, I wish, um, Mr. Todd, you would talk a little bit about 
relational, um, relational friendly building. Cause I've heard you speak about that and how you try to help churches to think in that respect. It really is a different way of going at building churches, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, if you, if you want your facility uh, to be relational, there's, there's uh, a number of things that you, you need to do. I, I think the biggest um, thing that I, I, I'd like your listeners to 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 know is that most churches in America were built institutional and educational, mm-hmm. not relational. And so if you're in an older building that hasn't been built in the last 10 years, you're probably in a very institutional building. And so you're just the building itself is really fighting against that that relationship. Um, you know, the culture in our country has changed drastically in the last 40 years. Um, things like a fellowship hall are usually not very relational. They're, they're more institutional. Um, a narthex is more institutional, not relational. So what, what we found, and as you know, we've been doing this since the uh, uh, early 80s, we've seen that change. I mean, I, I built those institutional facilities many, many years ago. But what we know now is if you want a relational campus, you need to be intentionally planning a relational facility because chances are your facility right now is not very relational. Well, if I'm I'm trying to go in that direction, what are things I need to do? What do what do I need to design to help my church be more relational? Well, we actually uh, have a have a process that we take churches through uh, to make your campus re- relational. Uh, it also incorporates uh, facility growth strategy, meaning what happens if your ministry actually grows. So there's kind of two things. One, making it relational now, but then the other is what if we actually grow and we all want to grow, right. but what if we grow, what do we do next? So that's uh, we call that master planning. So if I look at the key elements to uh, having a relationally friendly church, I, I, I would say there's five. Uh, number one, is intuitive paths of travel. And, and, and by this, I mean, um, when you come on campus and you, you park wherever you park, parking lot, whatever, um, you need to be able to, to shut the door, turn around, look at the facility and know exactly where you should be, what door to go in. I don't know if you uh, if you've ever been to a church where they have the primary parking lot and then they don't really even have a door to go into the church. Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> yeah. So that I mean, you know, that that is not friendly at all. No, no. <laughs> so, so the so, people get there, they don't know where to go. They're a little bit confused. They've tried. They may have kids with them. And so you're saying as soon as they pull up, they need to know, OK, I, that's where I go. And it's designed okay. that way. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you have multiple places to park, you have to have multiple entrances. Now, when we talk about an intuitive path, we, we talk about something that's very natural and, and flows. And and so that intuitive path 
You know, that's number one. And number two is uh, you need to have a relational hub of ministry. Now, a lot of the older churches has a narthex. That's not, that's, that's just a, a, a pass-through space, maybe a little coat closet. Mm. But a relational hub needs to give you a clear path to your worship, to your relationship, and maybe a cup of coffee and a place to sit down and somewhere I can actually meet. I got to I got to be able to find the restrooms from there and then I got to drop off my kids. So a relational hub um, and and it, this changes and it, it became becomes a bit of a challenge. And I don't know uh, if if uh, if you've ever gone to a church where you shut the door, you get out, you shut the door and you look and you you have a doorway that you go into and everything you need is kind of right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what we're looking for. Okay, a relational hub. This becomes a challenge with an older facility, but we we can figure that out. Um, yeah. So we have an intuitive path. Then we have a relational hub. And um, the the third thing, if you want it to be relationally friendly, is is going to be you need to right size the campus. So. Right-sizing the campus is getting the appropriate balance of the major ministries. You know, you think of it like this. If I have a worship space that will hold a 1,000, but only two parking stalls, I'm not going to ever get to a 1,000. So not only parking and worship, they need to balance, but your kids' spaces need to balance. And your education spaces need to balance. So we call that right size mm-hmm. and, and your relational. So worship, relational space, parking, education, all need to balance per session. So that would be number three. Okay. Number, number four would be the appropriate adjacencies. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to a church where you um, you get out of the car, you don't know which door to go into, and so you walk around the building, and then you have what we call a door to nowhere, meaning a front door that's that's got the street right in front of it, no parking close to it, um, and you're you're supposed to know that you got to walk all the way around get to that door. Then once you get in that door, um, you don't know where to go from there. And in fact, I've, I'm working with a couple of churches right now that. Um, their nursery is in a completely different building than where their worship is. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's a huge turnoff yeah. uh, to, to people. So we got to have the right adjacency. What is next to each other? Um, and then, and then uh, last but not least, it, it, you have to have a growth strategy and that, that means you have to have proper phases as you go. Mm. So, you know, by proper phases, I mean phases that you can actually afford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of times they aren't. We have ideas, but we can't afford those ideas. Right, right. You have, you have ideas to expand, but they're not in increments that are achievable. Mm-hmm. So... If I can start from the beginning, we can really lay this out. We can develop a facility that's relationally 
that, that prompts people and it can be intuitive. So many of our listeners are in situations where the nursery is in another building uh, and, and aren't at a spot where they can really do a full-fledged building program. Are there things that can be done to help them kind of like as a stopgap between going and designing another facility? Yes. Uh, you know, I, I think any I think any church uh, can improve their situation. You know, and and so you know we 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 do that all the time for uh, churches. Well, I I personally feel that every church should have a facility growth strategy or a master plan. You ought to know where you're headed and how to make your facility as relational as possible. So, yeah, we we you know that's that's maybe moving some walls, maybe moving some ministries. Uh, trying to grab what we'd call low-hanging fruit um, carpet and paint as much as possible uh, without doing, uh, you know, drastic changes. So you're looking at what you've got and can I take out a wall here or could I move the nursery here and trying to trying to design it <clears throat> to, to at least improve the situation. Yeah. And, and that kind of gets to... A lot of our listeners are in smaller churches, churches around 100 people or so. It kind of gets to your group and what they might be able to do to help out some of these smaller churches or some churches that would really be kind of, I don't want to say stuck, but they may feel like they're stuck in some of these difficult situations. Yeah, there's a number of things that we offer. Um, you know, we do we do ministry planning which is, uh, you know, strategic ministry planning. We have a process we call a GPS, which um, assesses where the church is at, where they want to go, and then how to get there. It's kind of like the play on words with a, with a phone. Um, your, your phone figures out where you're at, and then you just tell, tell your phone where you're going to go. So you got to know where you're at and where you're going to go. And then we, we would uh, develop a, a map of how to get there. So that's a that's a ministry master plan. Uh, we 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 do those, but we also do facility uh, growth strategies, which which is also a master plan. Mm -hmm. And what's great about this is we we can actually do these remote. If you have a good set of drawings of your facility, and we can go on Google Earth. I've done these all over the country. And never had to actually be on site. So, you know, what, what I'm saying is that the cost just goes way down for something like that. And it becomes uh, very attainable for, for uh, a small church to have us look at uh, their facility, give them some ideas of some low hanging fruit that they can do. But also, uh, how would you expand this facility and how, or, or how would you correct the things that are there? to make them uh, more uh, more friendly to guests and and uh, just have a better guest experience. That's good. So if they've got that set of plans, they could reach out to you. You're in Nebraska, not a problem. Wherever they be, North Carolina, California, you can help them remotely. And uh, I suppose you've done a lot of these. I'm wondering, what are some of the biggest surprises you've had from from some of these master plans? 
I, th I think the biggest surprise to me is how people really are not, um, they're not thinking in terms of a guest. You know, it's one thing for everybody in your church that's currently going to know to take that the, the nursery is in the basement at the furthest point away. I mean, it, that, but, but a guest, that's a, that's a huge thing. Just finding things. Um, especially there's, there's a lot of churches and a lot of Baptist churches that we work with that have multiple buildings and they'll spread things out. So I think my biggest surprise is people not seeing, uh, ministry or the the uh the struggles that it's going to be for someone to come in who has no idea where anything is and they just don't make it intuitive i mean if you've got a front door that should be the portal to relationship ministry to everything that you want them to experience when they when they go to church and I, I think my biggest surprise is just how churches don't really uh, cater to that. They yeah. don't, they're not thinking of it as the new guest because they're, everybody knows that, you know, the only bathroom in the place is in the basement in the far corner. Yeah. So they, don't have, they don't, they don't think about that, but so to a guest, that's a big deal. We would be a lot of those Baptist churches in that situation. So so I know many of our listeners are thinking, oh, no. And so you're thinking, think like a visitor, but you're also saying, hang in there. You may have multiple buildings. You may have a situation now where your nursery is in a different building or uh, but there's help. You know, we we can help you with that uh, and and can hopefully help you without having to go be with you, but can just give you some ideas, maybe moving some walls or thinking more ministry minded is what I think that's what I hear you say. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we were, we were challenged a, a while back to, to uh, make offerings for the smaller church because most churches in America are under 200. Yes. Yes. I mean, they're, they're, they're the small ones and that's where the bulk of, of you know, God's people are. Yes. And so we, we tried to plan and uh, set up a system that we can do Zoom just like we're doing right now, and we can uh, bring them world-class uh, planning and architecture. It's uh, yeah, it's just a real uh, a, a real simple way to to get some of that low-hanging fruit, uh, do some things, and and I think above anything is start seeing your facility through the eyes of guests. Yes. That's that sounds like the number one thing is think about how it feels for a guest. So you're listening and you're thinking, we need to talk to Todd or Isaac Brown. You can reach them. Their website is churchdevelopment.net. So that's churchdevelopment.net. Or feel free just to give them a call at 308-338-1616. 308-338-1616. And they have helped. You all have helped so many churches, and uh, we appreciate the good work you're doing. And we're hoping that you're able to help many more, many of our churches, to help us be more uh, more inviting, more help people get more connected, because really what you're doing, Mr. Brown, is really good work. Thank you for what you're doing. 
Well, thank you. It's, it's my pleasure. I'd love to help uh, any of the churches. And even if they just have a question, it doesn't mean they have to, you know, uh, if they have a question, just just bring it. Uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll talk to them personally and help them out uh, in any way we can. Well, we appreciate you. And we're we're thankful the Lord shaped you in your unique way uh, and has used you all really since the 80s. Uh, to help so many churches. So thank you for what you and your team are doing, my friend. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. And we want to thank you for taking the time to join us today on this podcast. Maybe you know folks that would benefit from it. We encourage you to take it and share it. And remember, every little thing we do really does help. It makes a difference. We truly are better when we work together. Thank you for joining us today.